0: Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast joined today. She's a singer and songwriter and celebrity ambassador. It's Sherry Rowe. How are you doing today, Sherry?
1: I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Alex?
0: I'm doing good. We're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your Rise to the Challenge. What we like to do with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what were you involved in growing up?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm from Arizona and I grew up in this beautiful place. It's We still call it home, my husband and I. And, uh... I grew up doing a lot of camping, horseback riding, spent a lot of time outdoors, even though we kind of lived in uh, a metro part of the valley here, in, you know, outside of Phoenix. Uh, we were always getting out of the valley and up to the mountains. And so that influ- influenced me a lot, even still to this day, um, my writing and and my music style. And um, yeah, it, I think that's been a big part. Being from the Southwest definitely influences who I am, I think that it reflects a lot of uh, what I've experienced.
0: Going camping and being outdoors, was that always something that you wanted to do? Or was it something that like your family did together? And that was like building those memories?
1: I would say both. I mean, um, that's where I feel the most at home. I mean, we've traveled all over the world. And we've seen some beautiful places. And I've, you know, especially with the direction my career has taken, it has taken us to many different wonderful places, but I think the mountains have always uh, made me feel like my true self. Mm -hmm. And that probably is connected to a lot of memories I made as a child. Um, But it's just kind of, you know, how you just know where you feel most like yourself as for some people it's by the ocean. Um, For me, it's the mountaintop.
0: (laughs) I always tell my family and friends I go if I'm on a beach, if I'm on like a boat in the water, yeah. in the water, that's home to me. I feel like I'm in paradise. Yeah. I can think clearly. I can mm-hmm. kind of kind of look back at my journey and stuff and just sure. like you said, feel at home for me. And yeah. I love those feelings. I yeah. mean, I'm already planning my next vacation. It's to the that's beach. Awesome. So.
1: Yes. So you know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> Out of all of, like the camping experience, mountains you visited, which one has been your favorite?
1: Uh, There's a place about five and a half hours northeast of the Phoenix area in the White Mountains, um, almost to the New New Mexico border. Um, And it just it borders the Apache Indian Reservation. And I I guess actually crosses over into it. We camp just outside the reservation and we've explored those back roads um, on and off the reservation, those old logging roads. Um, We have some amazing memories built there. My husband and I, my family and I, um, it's just this, it's about 11,000 feet elevation and it has a mix of aspens and pines and the wildlife is, it's very rural. We camp off grid and uh, we go for quite a while. And um, I think that definitely is my favorite because it feels so remote. I think it's, you know, you're truly unplugged. Um, you know, there's that rush of adrenaline, you know, cause there's bears and there's mountain lions <laughs> and there's, you know, all that, but, uh, we've always loved that. And the monsoon season, when it comes through Arizona, we usually, it sounds crazy, but we try to camp during monsoon season and so <laughs> we're up on the mountain and there's just lightning and rain. And, you know, you're just, uh, trying to grill steaks and, and get them undercover quick enough before dinner gets wrecked. But we just have so many crazy, wonderful memories up there.
0: With your career being with music and kind of in the kind of in the public eye, you talked about getting off grid and kind of unplugging. Is that something that you enjoy where you don't have to look at your phone or look at what people saying about you or songs and you could just enjoy the moment with your husband or with your family and things like that?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think um, I love both. I mean, obviously I love the stage. I love everything, all all aspects of this career and entertaining and meeting people. And, and, you know, it's creating music is, it's such a blessing for me to be able to say that we do this now um, for a living. And, uh, but there's nothing like unplugging and there's nothing like just being with those closest to you, being with like your people, your tribe. Yep. And um, really being in the moment, I think that theme of being in the moment is something that I've tried to carry into every area of my life. Um, I think there's always an opportunity, even in the middle of chaos, to sort of take a deep breath and really notice everything around you. Um, Whether it's, you know, what the weather is like that day or the meal that you're having or that person that's right in front of you that you're talking with. I think being in the in the present and in the moment is so important. Um, and I think it just makes life that much richer.
0: I would agree. I think sometimes we look at the time and it goes by so quick. And <laughs> if you just don't enjoy and you're always thinking, oh, what am I going to do a year from now? It's like, enjoy that time right there because your yeah. path could go in a whole different direction the next yeah. day, the next month, even the next year. So I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Who would you, when you were growing up, did you have certain music idols or someone that you kind of listened to a lot?
1: Oh man, I was exposed to a really great mix of music. My dad loved the classics, you know, Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline and Waylon. And I have very distinct memories of uh, driving in the outskirts of town here in the desert. And there's a certain part in the, you know, just west of the valley that it's much more built up now than when I was little. But um, there were just alfalfa fields and orchards. And it was agricultural, um, even though it was here in Arizona in the desert. And I just remember smelling all those smells in the spring and hearing that music playing. And so that made quite an impression on me. I still listen to those old classics. Um, I had a brother who was uh, quite a bit older than me who listened to classic rock. And so I remember listening to the Eagles and listening to those harmonies. Which then kind of translated over to, uh, you know, groups like Little Big Town and, you know, my love for country music and really finding that harmony. And uh Miranda Lambert is somebody that I've always followed, you know, in my career, in her career. I think that she has a vulnerability and like a rawness to her writing and the way she delivers a song. She really lets people see her heart. Um, and I think that's that's a beautiful thing. It can be a challenge when you're really trying to find out, you know, what is your lane? What is mm-hmm. your niche? Um, who are you as an artist? It's, it's sometimes you're hearing a lot of voices and you're seeing a lot of things that maybe you're trying to influence. Oh, you need to be this, this is commercial or, you know, whatever it may be, you need to emulate something. Well, I just really try to find the people who are really showing themselves and then just trying to figure out how to find every opportunity to do that for myself.
0: Did you always think that music was going to be that career path that you were wanting to take? Or was there somehow a different path, but you wanted to stay at this music side?
1: You know, I have, from what my mom tells me, I've been singing since I was (laughs) very, very little. (laughs) And I remember being a kid and just like grabbing a guitar and not even knowing what to do with it, but writing songs about I mean, I'm like seven, eight years old and writing songs about my room or my friends. And (laughs) I remember taking off on and getting on horseback and just being gone by myself for like the whole afternoon and evening and, and just the quiet and just hearing the hooves of the horse, you know, on the, on the ground and writing songs, you know, by myself. So I feel like it was always something that I did, um, but I never really intentionally tried And said this is going to be my career it was really one of those things that door after door just started to open and i was just singing for fun and it was something that just kind of was natural for me and then i began to have more and more opportunities and so now i just look and i'm like wow this just really organically developed now don't get me wrong like i mean since i realized that this was going to be a career of course there's a lot of intentionality, you know, Mm -hmm. applied to that. Um, but it really did unfold organically, which is kind of cool for me. I'm I'm really happy about that.
0: Were those doors that were open, were they like competitions or contests or like open mics? What was those kind of opportunities for you?
1: I did, you know, singing contests. Yeah. Like, you know, um, competitions even in just like little bars and, um, just having fun with it. And, um, what really has always pushed me to keep doing it is I began to see that I had a connection with the people I was singing in front of. Mm -hmm. And I, I love people. Like I love to hear people's stories. I love, I truly love like meet and greets. I, I just really, that is a huge part of this for me. So I think that was one of the first things that kind of made me sort of addicted to wanting to perform it's that relationship even if it's one song you're having you know like three three and a half minutes where hopefully if it's a really powerful moment you're just like engaged with these people and you can tell you can feel it in the room something changes and it was those early performances and and seeing that reaction and having people ask me how long have you been singing? You know, gosh, I loved when you did this, or I loved when you sang that. And where did that song come from? Did you write it? And you know, having that tool um, is is powerful. And I, you know, I take it seriously. It's something that's really important to me.
0: In those early performances, was there a moment or something that one of those listeners said to you, or that early connection? Was there one that kind of sticks out to you that was so memorable that they kind of thought something that they went through with one of your songs
1: oh there is one that stands out for sure I um gosh I made it to the finals in a singing contest in a little little bar like this I don't even think it exists anymore (laughs) like this tiny little hole in the wall and uh I didn't have another song ready and I made it to the finals and I'm like well I can't do the same song again you know And I, my faith has really grown. Um, I wasn't raised with, you know, a whole lot of faith in God or, you know, for me now, that's a huge foundation in my life. Um, And as a teenager, a friend invited me to church. And so I was just kind of exploring, you know, gosh, what does that mean? You know, I I don't, I don't get it all, but, you know, I feel like I was starting to believe a little bit and everybody has their own path for me. Mm -hmm. This is, this is how it unfolded. And, um my sister uh helped me choose a song for the finals of this contest and it really was uh it paralleled the subject of the song really paralleled what i was exploring in my heart and in my spirituality at the time although i wasn't very it wasn't very clear to me at the moment i just thought i found a song and i'm like i can sing this sure and it actually had a very deep message about needing hope and how the world can just be so heavy at times and what do we do? And does God hear us? And, you know, this message was so heavy, but in my mind, to be perfectly honest, I just thought I can deliver that song. I can do it. Like, I feel like the audience is going to like that it's moving, you know? And so I sang that song in that bar and it literally went from, you know, the chatter and glasses clanging and noise. And as soon as the music started, it there was like this hush before I started singing, It was just like this strange silence. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was very dramatic. And so I sang this song and I won, I won the contest and people were coming up to me, several of them. They were very moved. Some of them like brought to tears asking me, what is that song about? And where did you find that? And I just, I had goosebumps when you sang that and, you know, so many questions and I wasn't really sure how to answer them. So I went home that night and I literally listened to that song on repeat. I was like, what is it about this message? And I knew then that this platform with music is very powerful. And I mean, since then I do, you know, on and off when I have the opportunity to lead worship at church and my faith has grown. It's a very big part of my life. And, uh, for me, you know, I've just seen it to be very real, seen, you know, God to be very real in my life. And so now I feel like even when I'm entertaining outside the church and I'm playing country music and I'm just having a great time and singing about stories of life, it's still a very powerful platform to have. So I feel like it's a big responsibility. And yeah, that moment, that moment changed my course, I think.
0: I love that when you say the songs are authentic and I think it's so true where, if writer or singers are writing songs and they don't understand what their song is about, but listeners can know, like they can, we all dissect each line and we can understand what it's about. But if it doesn't have a connection, I think that's the biggest things with singers is Um, their fan base connects so much to their songs that we just want to be a part of that journey with that songwriter and that singer. Yeah. If you were us writing lyrics and you didn't feel it was authentic, do you mm-hmm. kind of change it to make sure it is real? It kind of has yeah. that connection because of that moment, um, sure. that contest.
1: I mean, absolutely. I think there are always going to be songs that are, it's funny that you say that because now that I, I really sort of think that out, I think the songs that I know are truly coming from my heart that are personal I always am dissecting like that. I always make sure that it's coming from a very authentic place. There are songs that I've written that are about fictional characters or inspired by um, somebody else. And so then it kind of grows. And so those songs kind of take on a life of their own. And those songs are fun because then it's just like creating this fictional story. And, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of fun to see that character unfold, but there is a very distinct difference for me when I'm writing
0: with your music style, you mentioned country. Was that always something that since you grew up and listening to country music that you wanted to keep with that genre? Or did you ever think about mixing it up? Because a lot of times singers are kind of doing two different genres. They're just exploring, they're just enjoying and having fun.
1: I mean, you know, professionally, I I started out in contemporary Christian music and sang with my sister and my sister-in-law and we toured and we were signed with Atlantic for a little while and, and did that. So, but even then as far as stylistically, it did have a little bit of a country feel to it. So I think that always comes through when I'm performing. Um, I listen to so many different types of music. I love, you know, indie folk and some, you know, independent rock, you know, acts. I love, I love the writing and I love the delivery. Um, As far as, you know, what I've done, I mean, I've, I mean, I've dabbled in a little bit of stuff here and there throughout the years, but I always land with country music. It feels the most authentic for me.
0: I definitely can agree. A lot of times when you listen to a country song, it's like that's just the stories that are shared or even when you're watching a music video, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, I've been through that. Oh, I know someone that has gone through that. It's just authentic. It's just real. That's the connection. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about music.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree.
0: D- During your journey in your career, did you ever feel that maybe it might not be going in the direction you thought financially or passionately, or you were just going full force at it because this is what you love to do?
1: Uh, um, I will say that, I mean, with with the exception of a few moments of discouragement, which I think we all have, whichever path we're taking, I mean, that's just life, you know, um, With the exception of those moments, I, I have never stopped going full force now, as far as practically, yeah, there are ups and downs and there are challenges. I mean, um, whatever career path we choose, there's going to be ups and downs. And I think this industry especially is very competitive and there are so many talented people. And I think there are so many talented people who are not actually getting the breaks that maybe they deserve to Mm -hmm. be honest. Um, I, and the ones who do get that large platform and that large audience, I can't really say that I know for sure exactly how that happens. So I have to believe for myself, um, I have great purpose behind what I do and I love what I do and I don't see myself stopping, you know, until I just really can, or it just doesn't feel, um, driven like that anymore. Um, so throughout the ups and downs, the, the drive hasn't gone away.
0: Let's talk about, you had some TV appearances with during your career. Talk about that experience and how did you get those opportunities?
1: Gosh, it's been through a, a few different avenues. I think anytime a song is released and it's starting to um, get good reviews and you know people are liking it, I think that automatically gives you opportunity for things like TV and press. And um, TV is a lot of fun. I feel like it's uh, it's always it's a little bit of a challenge, you know, when you're performing, uh, and it's not the live audience mm-hmm. and cameras, you know. It's like I always imagine that I am just seeing those faces right in front of me, because obviously, like I've said, you know, that's the thing that drives my performance. Um, but it's always been great. It's great meeting the the crew behind the scenes, and of course, the farther my music can reach, the better. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of everything falling into the right place and building those relationships and ultimately having good material that people want to hear.
0: (laughs) Were these TV appearances like your videos were going out on there, things like that, or was it a performance based kind of experience?
1: Well, I have had some music videos um, on Heartland Network and different networks like that. And that's always That's always awesome. That's a huge blessing. Um, But traveling, you know, across the state or across the country and stopping in to do the local news morning shows, we've done a lot of morning shows, you know, Dallas and Nashville and Arizona and, you know, wherever we happen to be, we're always trying to um, book locally there because those smaller communities, even though you want the large platform that reaches nationally and internationally, it's, it's built town by town you know when we're out on radio tours or tv tours we're stopping in and trying to make the most and getting to know our fan base in that area so
0: i always look at that even with shows like i do i definitely you wish that it goes big but those smaller reaches can grow over time and you just see the development they want to come back and you mentioned that those small towns those those fan base are going to continue to listen mm-hmm. and want more and they're going to tell their friends then it, it's just a domino effect that keeps yeah. happening
1: absolutely absolutely i think every fan that i meet at every little you know every little show or big show in every smaller big town there's somebody who has in, taken their time to listen to your music and support you know support you as an artist and I try to make sure I really recognize each individual. Cause you're right. It's it, that grows into the group, which grows into your larger fan base and every, every fan matters.
0: I have to talk about one experience that you had with a celebrity fight night with Reba McIntyre, Melissa Peterman. I am a huge <laughs> fan of those two because I was yeah. a huge fan of the Reba show and yeah. my family would all watch it. And it was something that my family could connect to and it's kind of like sing uh, songs we can Uh connect to those talk about that experience
1: oh my goodness that was that was absolutely beyond my wildest dreams that was (laughs) a great opportunity i mean uh from the very beginning we we did a vip dinner the night before celebrity fight night and we sat at the same dinner table with quincy jones and David Foster and, you know, all these people are there and you're just thinking, wow, how did, how did I end up here? (laughs) And, you know, just chatting with these people about life and music. And then uh, that, that big night walking the red carpet and uh, Reba is, I mean, if you love her and you haven't met her, when you meet her, she's everything you would hope. And then some, like, you (laughs) feel like you've just known her forever. She's so down to earth and funny. She's super witty and kind, of course. And Melissa Pierman, she's just a hoot. She's just hilarious. I mean, she just has it right there. She's just super witty, super fun. That night was just uh, mind-blowing. I was debuting the song Night Riding and it was uh, coming out that that weekend. So uh, to have David Foster's band backing me on that song and to be looking out and seeing Quincy Jones and Reba and all these stars, you know, um, gosh, it was just, it was everything that I thought it would be and more. Absolutely.
0: Maybe one day you'll do a duet with Reba. You never know.
1: Okay. Time me up, up, Alex.
0: (laughs) Out of all your performances, do you have a favorite or a stage that you're at that kind of is memorable for you?
1: Gosh. I mean, I think I like, each phase for different reasons. I think um, I have great memories in the very beginning, like the first time being on TV or um, the first time I felt like my band was just like really coming together. And I had people that were really invested in what we were doing and we were becoming a band family, those early days. Um, And then, you know, those big moments like Celebrity Fight Night. I think every stage in life, whether whether it's in the industry that you're working in or it's in your family or whatever it is i think there's something to appreciate about appreciate about each phase so i have lots of memories like i said moments are big for me so i just i'm just soaking it in
0: <laughs> is there a dream stage that you want to go on
1: oh man <laughs> well i mean the the country music awards you know i think something like that would be fantastic something to celebrate not to get the award but to feel that atmosphere yep. of celebration and have all of those artists together um you can tell there's just from my experience because I've gone to some of those shows and there's a there's a camaraderie and there's a celebration of each other Yep. and it's very sincere and you can feel the gratitude you can feel, you know, um, even how some artists get so emotional accepting awards, you just that's it's so sincere. And there's so much hard work that has gone into everything. And it's not about that award, but it's about the journey and then realizing you're on this stage with all of your peers who you've seen through the ups and downs and charting, not charting with labels, not with labels, playing, you know, down on Broadway in Nashville for no money to, you know, all these different phases. So I think that would be emotionally just like a really great feeling.
0: And especially because you talked about how interaction with the fans is a big part of your journey. And that is a huge experience with those people, especially not with with COVID during this time, but before that, fans in the crowd, they're stamping, they're moving, eyes on the singer. It's just So positive. And that's what those award shows are all about. The positive experience, the enjoyment Mm -hmm. of that industry that people love.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And everyone's celebrating together. It's just such a great feeling for sure.
0: On March 11th, you're releasing a new single called Last Time. Talk about the lyrics. What is that song about? And what do you hope that people learn from it?
1: Oh, my goodness. That one was so fun to write. I wrote that with uh, my wonderful co-writer, Willie Morrison, who actually co-wrote also on Take That Shot, which was the first single to chart in country music for me. And so I have so much fun writing with him. It came together pretty quickly. Um, And that's one of those, you know, how we were talking earlier about, you know, having sincerity in the songs that are coming from a very personal place. This is like the flip side of that. This is like a very uh, tongue-in-cheek, fun story that just um, this character just came to life for us so so quickly. We were laughing while we were writing the song, and it's very over the top. Um, And I think what I would want listeners to take away, I mean, from the song, I think all of us probably have moments where we go, Oh man, I'll never do that again. You know, like, I'm glad I tried that, but mm, no, that didn't go the way I thought it was gonna not going back there. Right. Um, And then as far as what the fans hear in regard to me as an artist, I think it was just time for something fun and lighthearted and just kind of jokey. And We've all been through such a heavy season and a lot of us maybe still are in one, but I just feel like the world has just had, we know, just such a dark cloud. And I was really blessed to be able to put songs out like the heavy, you know, during COVID and that those, those types of songs mean so much to me and long hugs after not being able to be with the ones we love for so long. And that's really my heart. That's what drives me are those really deep kind of personal messages. Um, But, you know, I have a fun side, and I think I would really (laughs) like fans to just be like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, let's lighten it up a little bit. (laughs)
0: It's almost like you have to throw that song that's not the usual realm out there to kind of mess with the fan, not in a bad way, mess with them, but kind of just see, like, hey, we can do this also. Right, right. And if you're so excited about it, I think your fans and people listening to are going to have so much fun because you just have that passion for it. And just for our short time that we've talked, I just, I'm excited to now hear what it's all about. (laughs) During this time, the last few years with COVID, a lot of times it's been hard for certain industries. For you, has it been an opportunity where you can be at home and write a lot more and still Mm -hmm. make music without having that interaction in person, maybe at a studio? Or were you still able to do that during this time?
1: Yeah, well- I was really blessed to have just sewn up a session of uh, recording um, and writing and recording. I think we had four songs waiting in the wings when we uh, first were experiencing like lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was really fortunate to be able to have new music to put out during that time. But I mean, it was definitely time of reflection and a lot of live streams. And those were great. That was kind of like a lifeline but for me will never replace, you know, people, you know, right there in front of you. So to be honest, that was a tough time for me. If I'm being really transparent, I, I really missed that interaction. Like so many of us did. I think that's what really gives me a lot of energy and um, inspires my creativity. Um, It always has, you know, from the beginning, it was that reaction from that little crowd in that little bar that made me go, huh, you know, maybe I want to do this. So it was hard. I, I had, a little bit of, well, a lot of bit of a struggle, (laughs) you know, not being face to face with people. So knowing now that things have opened back up again, and we're seeing people face to face, um, it has inspired me even more. I did some writing during that time, but I'm doing more of it now. And I'm writing even for other people's projects. And I feel like I'm in this season of just like all of this life kind of bubbling up again. And it feels really good
0: did it make you have to be creative and kind of think of other ways to kind of interact with your fans through mm-hmm. like social media, through uh, videos and things like that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, we would, you know, some of those stations that I talked about there, where we, we would visit on the road, we would kind of go in and uh, they'd let us sort of take over their social media and perform for fans, you know, in Idaho or wherever it may be. And that sort of brought back that uh, personal connection to those little towns that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So that was a really great thing. We did a couple live streams. Uh, there's a great company here in Arizona called Lit Lighting, and they do large tour, uh, you know, venue lighting for uh, huge names, and they obviously weren't doing that during that time. So they set up full lighting and staging at their warehouse, and so we were able to do full scale you know, a full scale show and interact and talk with people on a live stream in that sort of venue that felt like we were on tour. So got creative that way. And then social media is always a great resource. Um, I think, again, going back to having songs like The Heavy, which that song wasn't written You know, once COVID came and once the world kind of turned upside down, it was written, written well before that. Um, but it was so fitting. So to be able to put that message out during that time helped a lot too. And then of course, long hugs, which also wasn't written about COVID or about, you know, that whole experience, but having experienced separation for so long, um, then when things started opening up to be able to put out a song like long hugs and appreciate that, um, that was really a blessing for me to have that.
0: Talk about your opportunities as a celebrity ambassador. What kind of projects were you a part of? And what has it taught you about yourself being a part of those um, opportunities?
1: Well, I think um, the Scott Foundation is a big one that I represent. uh, And the Red Note Foundation, I've done a lot of work with them, too, in the past. Uh, Scott Foundation in particular helps foster kids. Uh, who have been in the system and have not really had an opportunity for uh, community and family and support and encouragement. Um, Scott Foundation really is, they impact these kids' lives in such a great way. We'll go in and we'll do like a fundraiser and we'll perform and I'll meet the kids. And they have this great um, setup where they, they team up with local chefs and the chefs teach the kids how to, you know, how to slice things, how to cook, how to plate things. And they give them these job skills working in a restaurant um, at a really high culinary level. And the kids will help prepare and they'll do sort of like a competition with, you know, five different chefs and then the groups of kids. And it really gives them job skills It, um, you know, but behind the scenes, they're really helping these kids find their purpose. They're helping them, um, find out that they do have purpose, that they have value. And I'll see some of these kids who come in at the beginning of the program, which is usually up to four years. Um, and they come in at the beginning and I'll meet them and they, they don't even like look you in the eye. They just kind of, they're just unsure who knows, you know, some of these stories that you hear are just, they've been through a lot of Mm -hmm. life hard stuff. Um, And then over time, once they sort of they really do blossom, like I'll see them six months, a year later, and they're just they have this light in their eyes and they realize that they have a place in the world. And so I think there are so many great things that people are doing that I will never personally have a chance to or the ability to do like hands on but with this platform as a musician i can definitely shine a light on some of the good things that other people are doing and bring it to the forefront and say hey you guys should check out this so that's really important to me and red note foundation also helps kids and helps them find their their talent in music and gives them instruments and le- and lessons and performance opportunities so kids that's that's kind of that's a big heart tug for me
0: <laughs> do you feel that with your platform that you have that This was an important mission for you that you wanted to be a part of it. And when the opportunity came that it was always going to be, yes, because you were making a difference for those kids, even if it was for the short amount of time or even for a longer period, just the time that you were spending with them could make a huge impact for them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I literally, I got chills on my arms when you were saying that because I just, I, it's so important to me and each interaction that I've had with them, you know, they, you know, all of us have had, we're at a different place in our careers musically or otherwise. And, you know, I I've had some successes and I I'm not the biggest star on the planet. And like most people may not even recognize my name, you know, it's, we're all growing. Right. But for me to go in and meet these kids who have this story and when I go up there and I sing a few songs and I talk with them and I listen to what, you know, they've gone through in their lives, I've built some real connections. And, you know, when they say they're fans, it, it's not just because of the song, you know, it's those, it's like the five or 10 minutes or an hour that I spent with them talking with them. And because I was on that stage, they had a connection with me that I wouldn't have been able to build with them. Otherwise And I think that goes a long way. And that goes back to what we were talking about, how it's, you know, each person in each town and each interaction has to matter. And we have to believe that it goes beyond that moment. And if we're really invested in that moment and in that conversation, if we're paying attention, we can find ways to impact people that hopefully they will carry with them well after, you know, the performance is done.
0: I love what you just said. When I was in college, I was part of a fraternity and we were helping um, families with ALS and just having that interaction, even if we're just helping them around their house. Yeah. Just I was made it so important to myself to build a connection with that family. And even after that, I was still in contact and would still help them because you just care so much and you just want to be a part because they're smiling, it's taking something off of their shoulders. And they just like having that interaction with people. And I kind of taught that with my um, uh, members that Mm -hmm. this is a moment you're going to remember for the rest of your life, because you might not understand what's going on. But Mm -hmm. after you reflect on it, you're just going to enjoy it and want to do more. And they still continue to do that, which I love hearing uh-huh. even past my, when I'm that's not so there. That's so great. just your interaction with those kids, it's just, it's touching because I we all can have that connection even
1: uh-huh. no matter
0: what foundation or organization we're working with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I love that.
0: For someone that's listening to this interview and they're getting into the music industry, what is something that you would tell them that they should focus on or should think about before making that step into it?
1: Well, know that it's, it's not an easy industry to be in. I mean, you, I think you really have to know that this is what you want to do and that you, you feel that drive that I was talking about earlier, even when you're not having the, the success that you imagine, whatever that means to you, you know, that could mean something different to everyone, but there are going to be lots of ups and downs. So I think sharing your heart and, and uh, sharing your music in an authentic way and caring about people, those have to be the, that has to be the foundation. You have to know that this is what you're meant to do because there are going to be times when that's what you really have to rely on because it's Mm -hmm. going to be a lot of no's, a lot of rejection. You'll hear no, probably way more often than you'll hear yes, you know, unless you're that, you know, that, instance that is rare where <laughs> kind of like you know takes off which could happen I'm not you know I don't want to discourage anybody those dreams can you know come true overnight for sure for some people but for 99.9% of us it's going to be a lot of work and people always have to matter it's all those relationships and I learned that early on in life but you know when you start working with people in the industry, and I I can speak for the country music industry in particular, those relationships matter. You know, I remember one guy saying, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think, I can't remember which band he played for, but he was a session guy and he was like this amazing player. And he said, you know, at the end of the day, like you may be a great player. He's like, but I want to know what it's like to hang out with you at my kid's soccer game. You know, I want to know, like, you know, it's they really appreciate um, the relationship part of it, and mm-hmm. so authenticity, I would say, has to be number one.
0: So what does the future look like for you? What are you hoping to accomplish in the next few years personally and professionally?
1: I think uh, as we come out of this season that we talked about where everything was kind of heavy and you know we're sort of everything's opening up again, and for me, that's just given me this burst of creativity. I really moving forward with my writing, I really want to try to dig deeper. I want Mm -hmm. to, um, I want to be able to show more of what I feel. And I think as a songwriter, that's the biggest challenge is how do you take that thing that you can't put into words and put it into words. And, um, I would like to explore, um, stylistically, I think I'm always on a journey to really figure out who I am. I don't think that'll ever stop. So I, I want to put out something that has, um, not that what I've written hasn't had depth, but I just want to dig deeper and I want people to go, Oh, wow. You know, I, I maybe didn't see that side or I didn't know that was coming or I, that's what I'm hoping for. I want to continue to write with, um, I've had the opportunity to write with some amazing co-writers and being in a room with some of those people in music city in Nashville, where it's every, these songs are being written in these tiny rooms and there's some amazing magical moments that happen in those sessions. And I would love to just continue to be that sponge in the room and just hone my skills as a songwriter. And I think the more I do that, I can see that being probably Long after all the stage performances are done, which I don't see that ending anytime soon, (laughs) but I want to continue to write, you know, forever. You know, that's just something that I want to do, even if it's for other artists. And I, like I said, I'm writing for some other people now, and I'm finding that it's a whole other, it's a whole other avenue and it's exciting. It's fun to be able to remove myself out of it sometimes And just like hear this person's voice and imagine what the production is going to be on that and really sort of get to know that person's heart and help them take those feelings and put them into words. So um, writing, 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 (laughs) writing.
0: Looking at your career, have you ever thought about, because you said you're in Arizona, going to those, that major hub spot of Nashville where yeah. country music is always there, or do you feel that you're able to be in Arizona, branch it away from Nashville, and showcase it all over?
1: You know that's a question that my you know my husband plays bass in my band, And so we tour together, and so I you'll hear me say we a lot, and that's usually because I'm talking about Kevin and I. And <laughs> um, so Kevin and I have discussed that a lot, uh, whether or not to move, and we've spent you know long stints of time there, you know, and you know lived there off and on, and and we go there very often, well not as often now obviously, but yeah. we would again. Um, but we really did realize, even in talking with my team uh, there is something, I guess, because authenticity is so important for me being from the Southwest is a very huge part of who I am. And it's almost like I could move to music city and I've even had, you know, I think it was kicks Brooks told me you got to move here, you know? Um, and there are some people that that's true for. Mm-hmm. And, um, he could be right. Maybe, you know, me not moving there, maybe that would have been the best move. But what I have found is being from here and representing this part of the corner of the world has been really working to my advantage. And I think because it's very real and it's authentic. And nowadays you can tour wherever you want. You can co-write. We can go to Nashville whenever we want and spend time. We've built a great community out there. I feel like it's when I'm there, it feels like a home away from home. And I have a lot of friends and a lot of different uh, relationships I've built in the industry. So I feel like I have developed a community there, but this wild West <laughs> just can't leave it.
0: <laughs> well, when you visit Nashville, it's like a little mini vacation for you. Yes.
1: Now. Oh yeah. I love it there. It's so, fun. I mean, it's just, it's this feeling that's unlike any other place.
0: The final question I'll ask you for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals and rise to the challenge?
1: Hmm. Wow. I think, um, overcoming obstacles, cause there are always going to be obstacles. I mean, I think you just, you, again, I, I sound like I'm just on repeat, but when you feel that you have purpose to what you do and you feel like it is your part in the world like this is this is you're showing up as you and this is what you have to bring and you're confident in that i think you can overcome almost any obstacle that way um i think it's important to be disciplined Mm -hmm. i think it's important to listen you know there have been even in those early co-writing sessions you know you're meeting someone for the first time and i'm i was really nervous you know and i'm like what do here I am, little old me, what do I have to bring to the table? But there is a, there's a time to just be quiet and listen and take advice and then just really trust your gut too. You know, you have to know who you are, take advice, be humble and don't give up. You know, that's the one thing, even opening up for some of these major artists that I've had the privilege to share the stage with I look at them, you know, I'll be side stage after our set, just watching them and just awe, you know, people like Winona and, you know, just these really big names who have always been so kind. Right. And I'm watching them and I'm thinking, what is it that has is the common thread with all of these artists who have this longevity in their career and they just, they didn't stop. It's just in them and they just didn't stop. They have had a lot of obstacles and a lot of ups and downs, but they know who they are. They know that's what they want to do. And they didn't stop.
0: Well, Sherry, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Alex. It was great, great talking with you.
0: Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms. and Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to the full length episode in video format. What path will you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.